Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPAs. Today, Philip and Allison Rife Martin continue their month-long series focusing on business with the growth phase of Apple. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple with Allison Rife Martin, and we're still talking about Apple growth phase. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, uh, majority of us all have an Apple. I know Android is trying really hard to get us to convert, but Apple did such an amazing job in the startup phase, which we talked about previously. And you know, how did they continue to main such a continue to main such a strong place or presence in the marketplace? Again, Steve Jobs did a great job of delighting the customer with such an amazing product that we all have to have it. <laughs> Absolutely, and and point of clarification, I think I think in the last one I said Apple was profitable in one year. I think that it actually took four years. Four. Four years, yeah, um, for it to be. But even still, that's amazing to that's, be profitable in four years. That's still <laughs> like amazing. very profitable too. Uh, absolutely. So, so in the in the growth phase and in the Apple story, you know, it was it's kind of interesting because the where the startup phase and where the growth phase and where the maturing phase intersects. I feel like it was a very compressed you know, compressed decade because they got off to a good start. And then, and then, uh, you know, uh, personalities began to clash uh, after, you know, after they got to a good start. And, uh, and they ended up <laughs> speeding through the growth phase and getting all, <laughs> you know, all the way to, to, to mature and decline. But, you know, let's, let, let's talk about that. Like, how did all of that happen? Well, it looks like, um, in the 1980s, uh, you know, they had, you know, the personal computer market was growing, um, but IBM and PC like Dell um, had started to really become dominant. And if you sit there and think what, you know, Apple is really focused on is design, creativity, think Mac, which is an Apple product as well, too. But, you know, IBM... Um, is more geared towards analytics, like engineers, accounting, investors, all that stuff. So, um, and, and obviously companies, you know, trying to use those for, to be, uh, improve technology in, the, in their businesses used the IBM and the Dell and all that for, again, for analytic purposes. The Apple was really geared more towards the personal, personal mm-hmm. lines at that time. And then, of course, there, like you were, we were discussing earlier, egos got in the way. Um, so there were a lot of personality conflicts. And I think to me, that speaks to what business owners need to consider as they move into the growth phase. You know, how should you start divvying up the workload? Like you can't be all things that for, for one, for your business. At some point, you have to start with sharing the workload. When do you bring a new team in? When is the right time to hire? Those are the kind of things that I was thinking about as we were 
you know, starting to research the growth phase. And, and I think to, to add on to that, it's kind of like, like you were saying, Apple was focused on the PC market, but I feel like in that, give more color, what we're talking about in that time period, you had like a class of visions where the, the strong operational people that they hired to help with the operations uh, had a, had a different vision than Steve Jobs for the company. Um, you know, where Steve Jobs is willing to maybe be less profitable to get the perfect product, they were uh, focused on profits, right? And I don't, I don't personally have a uh, a opinion on which side, right, w- work better because from my research, they both are pretty toxic. I think they both uh, needed to harmonize a bit more, but I think that's a real deal when you're when you're when you're a business owner. Um, mm-hmm. And you are growing lots of money coming in and you bring in people who are just as confident as you, but they're in different roles. Right. How do you manage that? You know, and what do you right. do to? <laughs> well, I was going to say it's the um, there's a, a you know, obviously it's like, you know, hire for the right person in the right seat. So like you would never hire me to be general counsel or an investment advisor because that's not my strength. But, you know, it's not to just what can I do, but what do I bring to the table? Am I a doer or a manager? Do, am I a visionary or am I just, a you know, again, a manager kind of a thing? You have to really sit there and think. And they didn't, didn't do a very good job, I think, in the 1980s. But right person in the right seat. And then you're very successful. So you have to be really strategic about who you're hiring. And, you know, knowing right now the marketplace is, it's really tough to find talent, you know, people who want to actually do the work. You really have to be thoughtful about who you bring on board. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, I think where what Steve Jobs was good at is he was, and and this is we'll get to this in the later phase, but he I think he's always been good at like the vision, right? Steve Jobs had a pulse on where the world was going, um, and I think I think at times that's at odds with the money people, with the mm-hmm. quote unquote grownups, because you know if the grownups are too focused on like the pat you know the way things worked in the past then they may not be willing to make investments in the future, you know, skate to where the puck is going, right? And you got to balance it because if you, if you live only in the future, um, then you can be like, you can go broke, right? But if right. you live <laughs> only in the past, right, right. then you're never going to progress. And so, you, you know, now is the, you know, where the past and the future meets, you know, in the moment. Right. And so I think I think that was a big, you know, big struggle for those two. I would agree, and it seems that seems actually what you're saying is relevant to today. Just think of how many industries are, you know, the old model doesn't work anymore. I mean, I think the accounting profession, you know, a lot of CPA firms are still in the 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 mindset of just get it out there and get the work done, and employees don't want that anymore. They're not thinking ahead to how do you incorporate technology, how do you incorporate, you know wonderful work that you know your your employees want to do to provide great service to their customers. I think that's also part part of the reason why Apple also failed too is they didn't think who could be the right person in the right seat for each position and how can we evolve our business model with the times. Yeah. 
No, definitely, definitely. So, I think my my key takeaway from that from from that growth chapter is you hit it on the nail perfectly. Um, it's it's uh you know don't be afraid of the finance people, um, but just but just make sure work with harm- them. <laughs> yeah, work work and, and, and make sure there's harmony, right? Make sure there's good good emotions between the two, so that you know uh, so that you don't get uh, left behind, like we'll talk about in the next segment of the 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 ugly part of of uh of apple's story right exactly so no i thought this was a great one and it really it just again seems relevant to how so many of us should be focusing on you know incorporate technology but make sure you've got the right person in the right seat absolutely uh let everybody know how they can reach you if they want more information on your services uh, you can reach me at my website, rifemartincpa.com, or you can email me at info at com, and I would love to talk with anybody about this and other accounting and or tax topics. Awesome. Thanks for, thanks for sharing. Thank you so much and have a great day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.